Well, good morning, everyone. Hope all of you are well. Um, you know, as you can see on the screen here, um, I'm going to preach to you on this subject of facing your lions. Okay, facing your lions. And have you heard of this phrase? You know, finding yourself in a sticky place, tight spot, and on a slippery slope. Have you heard of it? You know, what does it mean to be on a sticky place? You know, finding yourself in a sticky place means finding yourself in a difficult or an awkward situation. Finding yourself in a tight spot also means to be in a difficult situation. It also means that you are stretched out and can't do anything else about your situation. If someone is on a slippery slope, you know, they are involved in a course of action that is difficult to stop and that will eventually lead to failure or trouble. Well, in the Bible, I find a man who was literally in a sticky place, a tight spot, and on a slippery slope. And his name was Beniah. Beniah. I don't know how many of you heard of him, you know, of Beniah. Now, Beniah, he was... You know, he had done many great deeds. He was also one of the chief ministers in the army of King David. And then later on in Solomon's time, he was, um, you know, one of the commanders of the army. And the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 20, that something happened in his life. And it says here, he also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. Again, I read it, he also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. Now, I find that interesting as I read the scripture. You know, a situation had come in Benaz's life where he had to fight a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Do you sometimes feel that, you know, conditions in your life or around you are not favorable towards you? Especially when you're fighting the battles of your life. Do you sometimes find yourself in a disadvantaged position as Benaiah found himself in? Now, remember this now, Benaiah was a two-legged human being and the lion was a four-legged animal beast. Lion had more advantage over Benaiah because they were fighting on a slippery slope or slippery place, it was snowing. And also, secondly, we see that the weather condition was not helpful for Benaiah. You know, it was cold, it was freezing, it was snowing. And in that condition, it can hurt a lot. 
if you are injured. And plus, Benaya, he was fighting the lion in a pit and not on an open ground. He was fighting the lion in a pit and not in an open ground. And when you look at Benaya, you know, everything was going, was against him. He was fighting against all odds. Do you sometimes feel that you're fighting against all odds in your life? And Benaiah was facing that situation. But praise God, with the strength of God, he was able to kill the lion. He was able to kill the lion against all the odds in that situation. Benaiah found. So Benaiah was the son of a priest. And it says that he had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. Because there were two heroes of Moab who were strong and mighty. They were considered as heroes. And Benaiah fought against this two. And he found victory. The second situation we see. First Chronicles chapter 11 verse 23. Once armed only with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven and a half feet tall and who was armed with a spear as thick as a demon's beam. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him. So we hear the story about David and Goliath. There's another story in the Bible we find about Benaiah who killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven and a half feet tall was armed with a spear. So this Egyptian giant, he had more advantage than Benaiah. Benaiah just had a club sticking his hand. But with the help of God, he overcame that situation and destroyed the enemy. You know what I want to say to restorants this. We all face challenges in life. We all go through different situations in life. But when those challenges come, how do you respond to it? Do you find yourself in that sticky place, tight spot, and slippery slope as Berahat? You know, whenever we face certain challenges in life, one thing that happens to many people is they're gripped with fear. They're gripped with fear. And that's why Paul had to say to Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Fear is the weapon that the enemy uses against his people. Job, he says, what I feared, it came upon me. If you have fear, it can overtake your situation, your life, 
and it stops you from progressing, it stops you because of blocking your last. You know, fear. What is that spirit of fear? Spirit of fear can cause us to shrink in the face of opposition, persecution, and struggles of life. A spirit of God wants us to move forward into God's will, into God's purpose. You know, fear can become a prisoner. You remember Adam and Eve when they sinned against God first time? Genesis 3 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees of the garden. And verse 10 says, So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, once they sinned and disobeyed God, their sin created a prison of fear as they covered their bodies and physically hid from them. They feared his response. You know, God's response for their sin. They feared the new awareness of sin. They became imprisoned by fear, unable to experience the freedom with their relationship with God. When fear takes over, we want to hide from everyone. And more than that, we hide from God. Our fear can keep us in bondage. Fear makes you lose your focus. There is a terrible spy, you know, how did, according to all that the Lord commanded him, God had given Noah a task to build the ark on a dry land. Now, in those days, the people had not experienced the rain coming from the clouds, the water you was coming from the ground. They had never experienced that. And all the years that he was building, it was not easy for him. People must have mocked him. People must have discouraged him. People must have rejected him for what he was doing. And nowhere in the scriptures in that you know, in Genesis, we find where God had to tell Noah, do not be afraid, do not fear. God didn't say to Noah because Noah was focused on what God had given him. He didn't allow fear to lose his focus. Didn't allow fear to lose his focus. The third thing is fear makes you listen to outside influences. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 to 6, when God called Joshua, he said to him, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Then God said, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Now for Joshua to lead the people of Israel was challenging. You know, there were Moses faced difficulties leading the people of Israel. There were many voices that was there. 
Moses, you are not right. Moses, you should have done this. Moses, we were better in Egypt. Moses, do this. Moses, do that. Though there were a lot of voices, and now Hilbert Joshua are facing that same people. And when you read the histories of the kings in 1st Kings and 2nd uh, Kings and 1st Chronicles and 2nd Chronicles, you find the list of kings that led the people of Israel and Judah. You know, there are many of them. They began but then they did the mess of their life because they were influenced by the people around them. They started worshipping different gods places. They were doing things that were not right in us. There were many kings that came. And that's why God knew about Joshua. He's going to lead this people, and these people are going to influence him. And that's what God had to say to him. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, God was saying, Joshua, trust in me. Be focused on me. Listen to my words. Follow me. And then God said, be strong and of good courage. Two things. Be strong and of good courage. Why strong? Because he needed to be strong to lead the people of Israel. They were not the easy bunch of people. Courage. Why courage? Because he was leading them to an unknown destiny. And he needed to take that step of courage to that unknown destiny, the promise that God had given. Fear creates obstacles. Genesis chapter 15, verse 2. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, I go childless. You know, talking about do not be afraid. You know, first time in the Bible to whom God said, do not be afraid, it was Abraham. It was Abraham. God said to him, do not be afraid. Because Abraham, he left his family. Again, he was going into an unknown destiny that God had for him. And Abraham faced many challenges. And he faced obstacles in his life when he went to Egypt and then he faced another thing that he had to say balance about his own life, that she is my sister. And then here when God says to him, you're going to have a child. And he's saying, what can you give me? Same, I go childless. Initially, he had difficulty in believing God, but then he had faith in God and God blessed him. Fear can keep you from facing the battle. Battle of your life. You know, here was King Jehoshaphat. He was faking, facing the battle. Huge army, his army was small, weak. It looked like they were going to be defeated. So what does Jehoshaphat do? He calls a fast 
and he prays unto God. He didn't want to face that battle. So he was seeking God, Lord, help us. And God had to say, say to him, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them for the voice. I want to tell you people, there are many battles in our life. We just have to stand still and know what God is. You don't have to fight those battles. God fights them. You need to trust him. You need to have that faith in him. Amen? Fear causes doubt. Here is Zechariah. He was a priest. He must have known the scriptures about Abraham and Sarah, how God blessed them in their old age, you know, a child. But still, when the angel of God came and spoke to him that you're going to be blessed with a child, he doubted. He doubted. And God said, the angel of God said, Till your child, wife gives you birth, gives birth, you will be mute. Don't speak. Only God knew that even this man might speak fear and doubt. And the last one is fear makes you forget God's truth. Matthew 28, verse 5 to say, Angel told the women, Don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. Now you should know this when you read the gospel. Many times, several times, Jesus had spoken to his disciples about his death and his resurrection. Time and again he said to them that he's going to rise again. So what should the disciples be doing? They should be waiting at the tomb, waiting for Jesus to rise again. But instead, they were hiding. They forgot what Jesus had told them. And they were surprised when Jesus rose from the dead. Many times in our lives, When you face those challenges and situations, fear can bring your heart and you can forget all the promises of God in your life. All that the word of God says, you can just forget. And you can allow fear to reign and rule over your life and become mistaken. Amen? You know, just Friday we had this song. Perfect example. We all face storms in life. Some are big, some are small. But when you face those storms in life, what do you do? What do you do? You know, David, he says in Psalms 55, verse 46, My heart is severely pained within me. 
and the terrors of death fall upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And David was facing a painful situation in his heart, and he's expressing his feeling that his fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. Horror has overwhelmed me. Are you going through that pain? Those times in your life when you are anxious about your uncertain future. The day and age that we are living in people of God. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And many people live a life of anxiousness, pain, not knowing what's going to happen. And sometimes it can be like the whole of We are up, down, up, down. Our life can be like that. And you know what David says in Psalm 55, 6 to 8? He says, so I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and get dressed. Indeed, I would wander off far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the wicked's torment tempest. So David is asking for the wings of a dove. And he says, I wish that I can fly away from all my problems and be at rest. No, I think I'm speaking to the wrong people. <laughs> I do sometimes feel like I wish I was not going through this. I wish I can run away from this problem. I wish this wouldn't have happened. And David is saying, if I wings like a dove, I fly. And be at rest. You know, the dove, when a storm comes, it cannot cope with the storm, stormy wind. It becomes confused and loses its balance in the midst of storm. And David is asking the Lord, Lord, give me the wings of a dove. Wings of a dove. The dove, they don't have strength and capacity to deal with the problems. Sometimes we do, can't fight, but want to take flight. You know, but there is one word, when storm comes, what does it do? It takes the opportunity of the storm and flies up higher in the sky, and that is eager. That bird is eager. Isaiah 40, verse 29 to 31 says, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men 
shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. They shall walk and not faint. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And that's what eagle does. When storm comes, it takes the opportunity of the storm to fly high. Like banana did. He was run away from all the odds that he was facing. But he faced that lion. He faced that Egyptian. He faced that two heroes of Moab. And he defeated them because he knew that his God was with him. The God in whom he trusted was able to help him to overcome every situation of your life. So what do you want? Do you want the wings of a dove? Or do you want the wings of an eagle? To have the wings of an eagle. The scripture says, wait upon God. Wait upon God. You know, trust in God. When you wait on God and have faith in God, God will help you. God will enable you to overcome every situation of your life. Facing our lives. I don't know what lives you're facing in your life. It might be a financial situation. It might be a situation in your workplace, business, family, sickness, disease, friends. You know it and God knows it. The lines that you are facing. And sometimes it looks like, I don't think I can work in this situation. I don't think God can deliver me. I don't think God can provide me. I don't think God can heal me. I don't think God can bring breakthroughs. But let, let me tell you, we serve a God of breakthroughs. We serve a God of miracles. And I very much believe in that God that we serve. So let not fear grip your heart whenever you face those challenges. But be like Banana against all odds. Face the situation, trusting God, and God will give you the victory. And you will fly higher than wings as eagles and not be like the dove that, you know, gets confused in the midst of storm. Hallelujah. Can I have a And as music is played out, I just want to encourage you and challenge Let this be our prayer this morning. If you have a lot of fear to grip your heart, just pray this. Lord, take away my fears and fill me with faith. Help me, Lord, to trust in you. Help me, Lord, to wait on you. Help me, Lord, to be still like the bishop. And faith in matters because I know you're going to fight the battles of life. Help me, Lord, trust in you. You will experience great things.